0: Talking Dogs on Thursday with Barry Drake For all the latest Greyhound racing news check out grisland.ie forward
1: slash Talking Dogs Hello and welcome along to the Talking Dogs on Thursday podcast with myself Barry Drake This week we're moving on to another guest. We're going to County Mead and we're going to speak to a man that um, enjoyed some big race success uh, over the course of the last couple of weeks and we're going to welcome uh, Wayne Leonard to the podcast. So um, thanks so much uh, for joining us on on the podcast, uh, Wayne.
0: That's great, Barry. Thanks for having me on
1: um we'll get there i suppose in touch of, in terms of the, the big race success sam shortly but we always i suppose start with asking our guests um their their background within the sport and how it all happened
0: yeah i suppose i got into the, in the greyhound race in a little bit more unusual way it was it wasn't in my family and i remember going racing as a young lad and i just admired the sport you know and i just ended up buying two little pups from premier Fantasy. you was about 10 years ago and I said, I'm going to chance this and learn as I'm going along, and I did, and and I got a few winners, you know, modest graded winners, but you know, when you're starting out, I was just open the moon with them, very, you know, and and it went from there. And I've been in and out dogs a bit you know I've uh, two little babies at home so <laughs> I'm a busy man at the moment you know but that that's how it started for me now
1: Really good and and just going back um, to, to those days uh, when obviously look, you said it was all new to you back then and what was it like obviously you know getting your first or maybe second winner back in the day that must have been a, a fantastic buzz and tell us where it all happened in in terms of your, your tracks and um, where you were racing back then
0: yeah, it was absolutely amazing. I think at the time I was living over uh, near Newbridge. I um, so used to school a few dogs there. And Harold's Cross, uh, there just, just was always something about Harold's Cross I loved. And I suppose that's where I had most of my su- success, you know, whatever winners I had, it kind of came, came Harold's Cross and between Harold's Cross and Mullingar. Um, yeah, but there was just something about Harold's Cross. I, I think whatever dogs I had seemed to have early pace and it just suited them up there, something shocking, you know. And it was always a great atmosphere up there, and I suppose I fell in love with the whole game from there, you know. Um, but after the first few winners, you know, you nearly have to get them. Just it's hard to describe it, like especially when you come from outside the game, like me, you know. And um, it was amazing, especially when you're doing it all yourself there. It's um,
1: it a brilliant buzz, really, really good. Yeah, very re- rewarding, no doubt. And from speaking to you off here, um, I know recently you went away and purchased pups. And uh, tell us how how that happened and how you came ar- came about uh, the two pups that you bought.
0: Yeah, indeed, Morris um, uh lovely man. He he bred uh, Devon Honey there. Um, and I, he had uh, three dogs, actually. He wanted rared, two bitches and uh, a dog, um, and Luna was one of them. And I took them into them and there was just something special about them, at all. And I thought. Especially Luna, she just always stood out, you know. Um, so I ended up buying them off them, I think they were about six months old at the time, and I was training them myself. And I think the dog went to England, and, and I really liked it, the two bitches, Luna Rocket and Charlie's Bonnie. Uh, Charlie was very uh, Charlie's Bonnie was very talented but she just had a lot of niggles and injuries so she just never got to run um, I thought she was every bit as good as Luna Rocket at, at the time you know um, but yeah I I, I uh, started them out and I think it took Luna maybe her fifth uh, fifth race to get a win and you know she never really looked back from there you know she went to I think she won 28-65 up in Shelburne so she went to open class I suppose which you know for me I, I never had one you know I suppose you always dream having an open class dog and starting out and, and she was my first so yeah it was uh, I was going up again the big boys then I
1: suppose you yeah know. exactly and I think she did she um, take a spell across the pond as well
0: she did yeah after that race um, you know I suppose and the way I was looking at myself at the time i had been limited uh, at my knowledge you know especially going open class racing in Shelbourne. Uh so Lee Fields uh, had her brother at the time I think it was Wee Honey possibly or sister sorry Wee Honey uh, she did an a incredible run down in Yarl as a think he was 28, 45 or something like that and she went across England and Lee rang me to see what I said Luna cross. and I thought about for a while I hated sending away from me I suppose but you know I did and, you know, I got great rewards. Um, I think she she won in half, she won in more. She was mad to send it to the English Derby. And, you know, I suppose, a, a dog, you know, when you when you start starting there, I thought he was mad. <laughs> I knew she was super talented, you know, but the English Derby is the English Derby. And she went over there and, and it was during COVID. And I think I had to win from the north and drive the whole way down through England and to see the first race. And she won by six lengths in the first round of the Derby. Like, you know, that was just... Just amazing. Um, it made the the it was a full day of journey, but it made it really worth it, you know.
1: Yeah, you, you had you'd come a long way, I suppose, from your your first purchase. I did. Well, my first dog was an A nine dog, and and I got him up
0: to A one, and that was amazing for me. Like I think it's seventeen runs and, and no wins, and you know I got him up there, and to go from there to to this was just incredible. Um like I think she was very look- unlucky in the second round actually she looked at race one and she got taken out just from behind. But she went on to the bitch's steak in it in and she set the sectional record over the five fifty trip, um, you know, four seconds. Not sure if that still stands or not, but you know, it was just incredible, like, you know, um she was she was a bullet from the boxes like, you know, and you know, that was amazing, absolutely amazing.
1: Yeah and of course um, she came back onto Irish soil then and, and is that when she, she joined I suppose the the maestro trainer himself down there in, in, in Gorn, uh, Paul Hennessy it, it was a bead you
0: know I suppose um, you know I, I had about two or three lads in, in mind and, and I wanted to go to, to someone you know one of the best lads there and give her every chance and so I rang Paul and, and, and Susan and you know they're absolutely you know fabulous people and they were incredibly nice and, and met me to, you know they, they loved what she did and, and they were full of praise for her and met uh, Susan with the dog and all and yeah never really back it took a little while to find her feet there and just coming back from England like I mean she came in the season and she picked up a couple of wins and we win the season and I suppose now she's in coast, still kind of you know she's not that long out of the season and she's won the four in a row now and it's just yeah amazing absolutely amazing
1: yeah, talk to us about the um, Greyhound and Pet World A1 stake at Curraheen Park because it's always, I suppose, one of the big events in the racing calendar for Manny and, you know, she really lit up um, Curraheen Park twenty eight eighteen in the opening round followed by another stunning performance, 28-20. Went into the, or the semi-final was another breathtaking performance and you consider she had to do it the hard way and she proved, I suppose, to Manny that she wasn't a one-trick pony uh, when she pulled out all the stops in the closing stages to win in twenty eight fifty two. You must have been getting, you know, fantastic, I suppose, satisfaction out of them wins and you know going into the final then full of confidence no doubt
0: of course yeah absolutely um, like yeah I always knew she had them times in her you know obviously it's, it's just you need things to go right and or show her early pace um, I suppose yeah the, the, the semi-final like she had absolutely no right to win the race I suppose and I think she showed how brave she was you know probably everything went wrong in that race you know she she turned maybe second last and you know she used to have to be out in front, but she just showed incredible heart. Like I think the dog that was in front of her. Maybe stead, maybe up five, fifty, six hundred yards, and 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 she picked him up in the line. You know, which was just absolutely incredible. I was very confident going into the final. You know, and um, but but you just never know. I was afraid of the one dog inside as well, and he did he he held her up for most of the race as well. Like you know, and still she just found that half a length going into the last corner and. I had my little lad down and uh, he's an E9 and we we're just both absolutely over the moon. Like, you know, it was my first ever big prize to win in, in Greyhound racing and to to be giving my young lad the trophy as well. Like it was um, it was absolutely incredible. And I suppose the atmosphere down in Corraheen Park, um, you know, over the last few weeks was my my first few times down there and uh, you know, the atmosphere an incredibly friendly place as well, like it was um it was great it was great to come away from the prize like she really really deserved it like she she fought the whole way you know she did it every way and it was just great to finish it off like yeah and of really, course
1: she, she was a good friend of the, the punters at Correhean Park as well over the, the couple of weeks that uh, period
0: she was looking at the price of Shindok, She seemed to she seemed to be popular there. All right. She, um, yeah, yeah. Look, it was a big cheer when she won the final, which was really
1: nice as well. Like. Yeah. Well, I know the the local bookmaker there, Terry Donnelly I suppose, is glad to see the back of her at, 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 at that at that level, a one level anyway. She'll be back,
0: she'll be back again.
1: <laughs> good, good stuff. And just in terms of her um, lunar Rocket, um, you know, what's her plan going forward? Obviously, I suppose you'll you'll be looking um, in terms of the, the breeding paddocks going forward. I'm sure she'll be very, very popular with that sense and early speed and all them, you know, magnificent performances. But just over the course of the maybe next couple of weeks, will we see her back in racing action?
0: Oh, definitely. Yeah. Look at the, um, still look really looking forward to the to next year ahead. Um, like the, she's only had a first season, like and she's you know, um, there's a long a lot of a lot of races left, and I'd like to think yet, you know, so next few weeks um, we're just looking at a few options. Um, I think you know, probably possibly that the. the, the bitch race on the night of the derby final would be a nice option for her and there's there's a bitch stake coming up in Galway and Christmas Oaks and I suppose we definitely have to consider the laurels and go back down to Cork it's probably our number one option at the moment but before that we probably look at at racing the uh, the night of the derby final and the bitches race
1: So you'll be doing um, a lot of travelling now with the the price of diesel I suppose it's a good job that she's uh, bringing in the the, the all important uh, money (laughs)
0: that's 5,000 without diesel anyway so it's uh, yeah it, it, of course but you look at it, it's it, the journey back home was a, a lot shorter than the way down now last Saturday you know it was uh, I think with the music blaring the whole way back we we're two happy lads going back anyway you know
1: Yeah, that's great. And um, obviously, look, anyone that's, I suppose, uh, friends with you on Facebook would obviously, you know, like the the wonderful images, sorry, from um, the other night's presentation and stuff like that. And uh, you're very prominent, I suppose, in vocal and Facebook, always showing your support uh, for the wonderful sport.
0: Absolutely. You know, um, like I love the sport, you know, absolutely love it. And, you know, I suppose now I've taken a little step back with, with the two little babies and that, you know, but future going forward i'd be definitely definitely more involved and you know very very proud of luna like and you know any dog ever had very proud to have them at what race to one what grade uh you know i suppose that's the, the one thing about greyhound racing you know it, it's not outreach reach for anyone you know uh like the likes of myself coming in out of the blue like i'd help off everyone you know once you're willing to listen and learn and you know be around good people in in the race and it's a great game and you know it was just so much fun to be had and good nights to be had and friends to be made like um, yeah look i have a lot of time for the sport really have
1: yeah without a doubt and I suppose look obviously when, when you when you have a greyhound like Luna Rocket you're on cloud line and you know there, there's wonderful excitement and you know you're looking forward to every race and stuff like that but for so many people around the country whether they're running an A5 and on a Friday night or a Monday night you know they're always looking forward to that next race and you know hoping that their greyhound can do them proud and I suppose the best thing about the sport if you get beat there's always the following week so there's always so much to look forward to and plenty of talking points
0: Oh, always. Look, at I always give my advice like, you know, obviously I went through a hard time a few years back and thank God it's come out to side and it's, it's come out stronger. And I'd always encourage people, you know, go get involved, give it a chance. And uh, look, at, I'm not disappointed. Um, I've, I've had some great years and I'm not involved all that long. Um, yeah look I, I highly recommend anyone that wants to get involved in Greyhound race and you know talk to someone about it and, and just do it and give it a chance and see how you get on you know
1: yeah very good no doubt Wayne you've uh, lots more to look forward to in the in the coming weeks and coming months and finally before we uh, finish up on the podcast it was uh, great speaking with you but is there anything else you'd like to add um
0: no look at I, i'm looking forward to going back down to cork as i said it's, it's my first big win down there and you know really really nice people um and yeah looking forward to the laurels and uh yeah look at hopefully you know any more success that comes it <laughs> would be more than welcome and uh, look at a great talking to yourself and thanks a million for having me on
1: no, Wayne. It's our pleasure, and um, we look forward to following Lunar Rocket's um, progress. I suppose over the coming weeks and coming months, and that uh, we'll be keeping an eye out on any other dogs you might have as well in the future. So, uh, the best luck going forward, and thanks so much for joining us on the podcast.
0: Brilliant, Barry. Thanks so much. Thank you. Talking Dogs on Thursday with Barry Drake. For all the latest Greyhound racing news, check out grisland.ie/talkingdogs.